Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of I Cast Fireball, an actual play 5e DD adventure where we go through the campaign Tyranny of Dragons. I'm Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have Malamara, Lance Thalen, and Fleeple. Last we left our adventurers, they had found themselves trying to find where Mal was, and Mal was trying to find herself out of the clutches of demons. Upon finding a secret bookcase that descended into the ground, Fleeple, Lance, and Mud were all horrified to discover that Mal was knee-deep in a battle with these demons with little to no health, and at times falling prone to her mortality before her orc blood brought her back to life again with some clever healing spells, but additionally Lance seemingly sacrificing part of his own well-being, Mal seemed to have discovered in the moment what truly was important. Grabbed Lance, ran out of there after throwing the Demonomicon away, while Fleeple, looking out for Mal, grabbed the book as well with his mirthful spirit. As the demons rushed the threshold, a purple barrier formed between them and the adventurers. Screaming, yelling, and with gnashing of teeth, these demons pounded against this purple barrier over and over and over. But it seems the adventurers have a tiny bit of a respite, at least for now. And that is where we jump in this week. So, Lance, Mal, Fleeple, and Mud. All of you are standing there, watching this Balgura and these two shadow demons trying to break forth this barrier through this barrier to get to you. You take a tiny breather, and what do you do? Mal, reeling from literally the run of her life, breathing hard, bleeding heavily, uh, one eye starting to swell from the pounding that she took with her 15 hit points that she still has. She uh, looks at Lance, looks at Fleeple, and sees Star Platinum, and sees that Star Platinum has the book. (sighs) Why? Why did you get the book back? Well, it seemed like it was important. (sighs) But I left. She just falls to her knees, just so depleted of, like, absolutely everything. She has no magic, no rages, and her <laughs> endurance is just gone. If, if you don't want it, I, I know a pit full of spikes that we could drop it in. It's dangerous, Fleeple. Well, do, do you have anything that you propose we do with it then? Mud pipes up at that moment. Uh, well, usually when you have a book, don't you just want to read it? <laughs> Mal sees Mud and Mal, for the first time. You see Mud for the first time, and you go, oh. Trust me, this is not something that you want to read. That's okay. I, I can't read anyway, so it wouldn't be me doing the reading. Lance Thalen. Is Star Platinum holding the book still? Yeah, in all of its uh, very freaky glory. And this book is... Got it's it's it has no title uh, to Fleeple and Lance. It's just a blank book, but where it has where normally it would have a latch, it has a hand that covers it and sort of locks it into place. 
Lance Thalen will walk up to Star Platinum, reach out to take the book if it will give it. Mm-hmm. And holding the book in his hand, I don't know, and I don't know if, if this is okay, but just like sensing just kind of the... I imagine even though this book is blank, it gives off an aura of... Eh. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very noticeable to all of you, actually, just how, like, gross and just how, like, deep this book is. And the, the longer you look at it, the more, like, your eyes focus on it, the more you feel that. And you, you feel like you could your eyes could get lost in it for a little bit, even with it closed. Lance kind of looking at that and kind of shaking himself out of it as he's holding the book, just kind of looking over at Malamara and just like kind of trying to study her face and what's going on with her, will take the book, take off his backpack, open it up, shove the book into it, latch it again, put it on his back, just look at Fleeple and Malamara and say more pointed kind of to Malamara and just say, Let's go back to the dragon room while we have time and do what we're actually here to do and walk out of the room. I grab the platinum book before I leave. And Mal, with a deep sense of shame, stands up and follows Lance. As all of you walk away, this pounding... The Balgura hammering away at this barrier. Just over and over and over, relentless, not stopping, not moving, as you walk out of the room, back to the dragon room. So this is the dragon room. Um. (laughs) (laughs) You walk into the dragon room. Mal, you have not seen this before, but uh, with this in mind, Fleetball and Lance and Mud, you need to find a book, and you don't know how much time you have now with those demons seeming to want to pursue you. Mm. Should we should we close that bookcase? I thought it closes automatically like it was closing while they were running up and then yeah, as you're walking away the barrier is being pounded and the bookcase moves up but you steer, still hear pounding behind the bookcase against this barrier just pound 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 over and over and over. Well, if we if we need to find something, uh, Lance appears to be a very good finder. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got that yellow Hufflepuff scarf. Um, if there's nothing else and you'd like to jump in to try and find this material here, I would like to introduce a skill challenge here. A group skill challenge. So, skill challenges for all of our listeners and players who are unaware of them. I mentioned I'd like to try and throw them into our campaign at some point. I mentioned that what seems like decades ago, and now we're finally getting to it here. A skill challenge was introduced in 4E, and although I didn't play 4E and I'm not overly familiar with them myself, uh, skill challenges are an opportunity for the group to contribute to using certain skills to obtain a common goal. Now, I 
the DM have a certain number of successes that I'm looking for for a skill challenge, and I also have a certain number of failures for the skill challenge as well um, that can constitute what will happen here. Now, skill challenges, they are great because you can use whatever skill or ability you think would be appropriate, and then I will provide you with the necessary role that um, I think best fits what you were describing. This is a great opportunity for each of you players to describe how you would like to contribute to the overall skill challenge. Some say they use their druidic sense, like if they were in a forest, they use their druidic sense to um, see which leaves are poisonous and which tr uh, maybe what trail to go through, so that would be a survival check. While maybe other unsuccessful players would try to use charisma or intimidation to shout at the forest and force them to give the direction of the path. Regardless, it's your choice what you would like to do, what you would like to use, and really start to use some of these abilities. Certain spells can also be used to enhance the skill challenge as well for maybe an automatic success or a lower DC needed for a roll. So, long explanation there, but I think crucial going into the skill challenge here, as you all walk into the dragon room, knowing that you need to find this book and this information. Just curiosity, for my own curiosity, do my players recall what information they are here to find? And I only ask because it's been months since that initial conversation with Leosin since we, as we've started to play. Yeah, they want to know about the masks, wasn't it? The dragon masks? That's correct. You're spot on. They, they, they were unaware what these masks are, what, the, what they do, and the, it's... It seems to be from a time from before, uh, and so that's exactly right. <laughs> Looking back at my notes, I'm sorry, I have to point this out. I literally just wrote, Terry sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I wrote. Mud pipes up. I think it's pretty great, actually. He saved me and my clan. You know, Terry sucks. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Wonderful. Oh, it's, uh, I know Resmir is known as the worm speaker and holder of the masks. So yes, something about worm speakers, holders of masks to do with this dragon cult. Excellent. So I leave it to you um, whether you'd like to interact before the skill challenge, but that is where we are at here. Um, I'd like you to describe to me uh, in whatever order you like, we don't have to do initiative, what you would like to try to attempt to try and find this. Item. I would like to try. Can, do, can I name the skill, or do I just describe it? Uh, you could say, this is what I'd like to do, but describe to me how you think you would be using that as Lance. I would like to stealth. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I will stealth around the room, be so sneaky, I'll, I'll find the hidden bookcase. Uh, that's hiding, too. Um, no, I will. Uh, I'm going to use investigation, and what I'm going to do is I'm going to remember all the things that we have, you know, I'm just, I'm basically going to go into librarian mode, researcher mode, and I'm going to think of the words that are connected to what we know. I'm going to look for holder, mask, worm speaker, cult, Tiamat, and try and find if any books have two or more of those words somehow connected to them. If I find like one of the words or something that sounds like it could connect to there on like a title of a book, I'm going to pull it out. And if I'm flipping through it, kind of glancing through it, I'm going to look to see if I can find two or more of those words standing out. 
to then be like, okay, maybe this is something to dive more deep into. Okay, so an investigation check. Okay, uh, yeah, this is definitely um, within the realm of investigation. You're going to be taking books. I imagine um, this is probably going to take somewhere close to like 20 minutes because you're doing the cross-referencing, but you're going fast. You're like, this is, mm-hmm. I could spend hours doing this, but I'm going to spend 20 minutes. Regardless, you do have a lot of information that you have gathered over the, over the weeks, over the, uh, with, so this DC won't be, overly difficult but it still will be a little bit difficult i do speak draconic so this is the dragon room so i figured that that can help me as well excellent okay so you go ahead and roll tell me the results and i will describe what happens okay that's gonna be that's good that's good that's good that is a 27 Ooh, baby while your friends disperse and try to find this information to glean this information, you just go about from bookshelf to bookshelf, and you, you're, you're just grabbing books, grabbing books. You're scanning, scanning the bindings, grab, 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 moving around, and you're getting like these stacks, large stacks of book. You go over to a table. You, you open the first couple pages. You're just looking for keywords. That's all you're doing. That's all you're doing. You can't read in depth here, but with a 27 walking through this whole library uh this section of the library you got as many books as you felt were relevant and within 20 minutes you got a general idea of like these books we can discard these books we can possibly take a closer look into it i'll say to the to the party if it's going to be if it's going to be a book it's going to be one of these we have to look through these ones wonderful yeah so that is one success towards the overall success of this skill challenge. Now, if someone were to attempt another skill that was also investigation again, um, I the DC, the DC would be much higher than what it was initially for Lance here. Just because when you try to compound skills, it's, it's more and more difficult because Lance already started doing something here. But wonderful, wonderfully done, Lance. Now we go to either Mal, Fleeple, or Mud. Now, I could be boring and just try and perception my way into this, just see if I can notice what we're looking for. If I want to be more exciting, I wonder if there would be a way to, with my draconic heritage, with my recent connections with the divine, uh, maybe with this book that I picked up from the religion section, if there's a way that I could insight my way into finding the answers. Interesting, interesting. So you want to try and like, um, not necessarily just perceive the books, but you want to try and see like beyond the words, like what was the intent? Like what sort of, which one of these books, which one of this like area, what was the initial? The author's purpose. Yeah, author's purpose actually. It's a really good way of putting it. So you dive into these books and you start to, um, look at it. You being well-read, uh, you knowing your own language, knowing writing. Um, yeah, I would say you can definitely insight it. That's a little bit harder than just looking for key words. So the DCC will be a little bit higher than what um, Jacob had. But I think that's a wonderful skill to try and uh, accomplish here. Would the DC be lower if I'm just perceptioning? <laughs> <laughs> um, it could. It could, depending on what you describe. But with insight, you might get, you might be able to weed out a lot of books faster. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll go with it because that's going to be more exciting. 
you got this sport. 18. 18. You're reading through these books, um, the draconic ones specifically, because you feel like this is more pure. This this is more this is more the realm of like what they intended. What if if there was stuff about masks, the cult of the dragon, um, they wouldn't write it in common. They wouldn't write it in Orcish. They'd write it in the language of Tiamat, as they would be Tiathar themselves. And you're you're reading through, and you do get quite a bit of knowledge here, but your past starts to conflict in in your mind, and you're trying to get into the mind of some of these um, authors and these writers, and it's it's difficult to put your mind where they are in in their footsteps. You don't want to think about what they're doing, and then you look up and you see mud, and mud's across the room, and he's looking around and. He's not dopey at all, but he's just kind of taking in this room that he's been living in for quite a while. And um, you recall your own experience being Tiathar, but not anymore. Physical spawn or not, you do not serve Tiamat. These footsteps do not define you. And you push through, you, you dive back in again. That was barely a success. Thank goodness for guidance. And so, as and so, and so as Lance is giving you these books, like I imagine the twenty minutes, Lance is like, "Start with these," and you're just kind of like reading through them. But and if it's not draconic, you're just immediately putting it away and and things like that. That is two successes. Malamara, would you like to contribute to this? Uh, yes, um, Mal, knowing that her strength is not in reading or looking for connections. But in strength, but your strength. My, is strength. my strength is strength, right? Um, she decides to essentially be almost a not a scribe because she's not writing anything down, but to follow Lance. And as he's picking books up off of the the bookshelves, she's carrying them in a stack. She's holding them. She's carrying them around. And as they sit down at the different tables, she's taking it upon herself to know where the books are to move stacks of Lance is done with these so they go over he, oh you need that this one is in this pile I'm going to take that one back and move it around so she's literally in between stitching up her wounds on her arms and what she can do she'll be controlling exactly where the stacks of the books are and knowing where the books that they're looking for are within what they have whittled down so she's making sure that their area is clear and kind of ferrying books here and there to help streamline their study. Okay. Physical organization. Okay. Yes, yes. Knowing that time is short, that this is probably going to be the best chance that you have at doing that. Mickey, what do you think that, what do, what skill do you think best fits that, if any? I mean, the closest under strength would be athletics. Uh, I'm sure that in her past, she would ferry items back and forth among her village even possibly books they never really did it for her but other people seem to like it and so using her strength to be of service is something that she's trained herself to do so moving tables um maybe setting up uh getting paper you know uh, things like that being that just that force that can do whatever needs to be done in a given moment in a given time i see Okay, go ahead and roll me an athletics check. 
18. Where Lance had a bunch of stacks that he was holding on to, run, running around with, um, you go over, you grab them, you move them down, you, you put them in stacks around them. And first, it's a little disorganized, but you start to get it organized uh, fairly quickly. You start moving tables from other side, of, uh, from the other side of the room. A loud scraping against stone, wood against stone, um, and you do that multiple times. And Lance and Fleeple, you set yourself up, but Mal, you can't help but feel like maybe you're not doing enough. Maybe it's, maybe it's not enough. And maybe it's because of the shame that you feel or a little bit of the guilt that you feel. But um, after doing this for a while and they get in the zone, you just kind of take a step back and you sort of hang by, by the wall, hang by the shadows for a little bit as they're in the books. That is a failure to this skill challenge. So does anybody else want to contribute to this i would love to contribute to this this, this little location <laughs> i'd love to help my friends find the, the stuff they're looking for mud actually steps in and mud doesn't go to the books he goes over to the statues on the east side of this room these three statues they don't depict any gods they don't depict any goddesses but they do depict robed draconic figures and with them having no tail, you see them to be dragonborn. These three figures, one has a book outstretched in front of it. The other has a bowl in one hand with the hand, the, of the other hand to its side. And the last one has its mouth open as if about to breathe its breath weapon into the, into the air. And Mud goes over and stands on the circle that seems to be intersecting with these three individuals. He takes a long moment and just starts staring at each of these. While both all of you are spending 20 minutes doing this, he just stares. And he looks and he contemplates. And Mal, you see this. Mal, uh, Mud sits down cross-legged on the circle here and he just closes his eyes and he starts to breathe and as you watch him as he starts to breathe flame starts to come out of his nose ever so slightly and he is going to attempt a religion check and under his breath he whispers you got the sport and he casts guidance on himself. Mud rolled a natural one. Oh, oh boy! Oh, <sighs> muddy, muddy boy. <laughs> uh, it does kind of track, though. He's not technically in the party, so his failure shouldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know who is in the party? Star Platinum is is hanging around. Oh, yes. My little face spirit. He sits there, and where he was in a trance, it quickly gets interrupted with a little bug crawling next to him. And he goes, oh, the heavens! And he smashes it with his hand, looks at the bug, and just starts, like, eating it. Goes, mm, this is so delectable. That is a failure, unfortunately, for mud. I got another skill, possibly. Yeah, absolutely. All of you, I know we have a smaller D&D &D party here, so all of you can do one or two 
um, skills, multiple ones if you would like, if it's within the appropriate time frame. But we have two failures and two successes right now. Yeah, I can try another unless someone else has an idea because I don't want to interfere with somebody else getting something done. Uh, I would probably just go with my perception idea from before. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll try. I'll try. Lance is going to do... Okay. I'm going to try this. We'll see how this works out. Lance is going to like be, you know, he's doing all these things. He's looking for the keywords. He's he's searching through these books and he's finding good information, but he's not finding what he what they need to find. And Lance is going to take a he's just going to like as he's frantic looking looking looking, he's just going to like slow down all of a sudden just like just kind of breathe for himself. And then he's going to take a step back for a second. Or almost like kind of like he's been like leaned over the table the whole time and he's going to kind of prop himself up on the table just breathe in slowly and he's gonna as as Fleeple's kind of doing doing his thing of insight and Malamar's just trying to move stuff and kind of helping like I could move this pile here he's just gonna take a step back and he's gonna he's gonna say I'm from Neverwinter that's where I'm from originally and um I don't know if you know, but quite a few years ago, Neverwinter went through a, a massive orc attack. Uh, much of the city was ravaged by a lot of the northern tribes. And for years, actually, uh, there were parts of the city that were governed by them. Most considered them their enemy. But something I found in them, even in what many considered savagery, I found a great deal of respect and strength of culture. He's gonna look at Malamara, he's gonna point at Malamara, and he's gonna say, Kolath. He's gonna look at Fleeple, he's gonna say, Litam. He's gonna point to himself, he's gonna say, Morak, Ak, Tither. That means strength, pointing to Mal, mind, pointing to himself, pointing to Fleeple. Heart makes true warriors. And just remembering his history, he's going to reflect on that moment and look back knowing how much, even though he hates looking back to his past, how much it has made him who he is. He's going to look back into the text and he's going to try to use the history check to find connections to the past, links that make up past events to what's happening now and finding similarities to what's happening now in our world to what's happening in the past, to what maybe happened in the past to find the remnants or the beginnings of this cult. Okay. Using the history check, describing how history defines us, how can history can help us, drive us forward, how we should learn from history. Go ahead and roll a history check. And I would say with advantage. <gasps> Ooh. 24. 24. Pulling Mal over to help you, pulling Fleeple over to help you, each of you with this in mind, just start talking to each other about this. Start talking about the events of like what has been happening. 
our situation, we know what it is, but what has happened from the cultist perspective? What can we look for? What can we decipher in these texts that may have happened previous? Philippe, will you chime in with your opinions, not only of what happened since Greenest, but what has happened in your own tribe? Your history is instrumental in helping these other adventurers understand what's going on, what the what the cult may be like, what draconic life is like. And Mal, although whether or not you share, you hold in your heart and you know some of the past that has occurred to you. You know some of the things that has happened, you know, with with, with, with war, with um, pestilence, with... Uh, you know, just with civilization, and you've worked for enough <laughs> for enough cities throughout uh, Faerun, traveling from the spine of the north all the way down here to know and see that for the most part, humans are the same regardless of their culture, or rather, humanoids are the same regardless of their culture. And so each of you contribute to this. Each of you help um, with Lance leading the way, and that is a success for this. As we're kind of doing that, Lance is also going to just real quick kind of like nudge up to Malamara and give her a quick shot to the ribs with his elbow just to kind of like not obviously he won't do damage, but just to kind of give like a quick shot. And as I'd imagine she looks over, he's going to kind of give her a look and just kind of if a look could speak, it would be like, we're okay. We're good. Like our party's okay. And Mal looks back at him with just the deepest shame on her face. The deepest shame. Fleeple, I believe you had one more skill that you'd like to try and contribute. Yeah, I mean, I've intuited, I've incited, I've helped to kind of narrow stuff down. And at this point, I think it's just a matter of like, okay, I've tried to feel my way into it. I know I'm in the right direction. Now it's time to just find the darn thing. Yep, you've narrowed it down enough to where like, okay, now it's just time to get the actual details here. Go ahead. Uh, Unless you'd like to describe anything else, you can roll perceptions check. Uh, I'm just, as I'm looking through, I'm just contemplating the fact that, of course, Fleeple's power would be the power of heart. (laughs) (laughs) But with our yeah, powers I'm, combined. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just scanning the pages, trying to notice as much as I can. All right, roll me a perception check. You got this sport. It's a 13. With a 13. With your passive perception, you just see Lance and Mal with that genuine interaction, elbowing. Uh, Lance being like, we're, we're good, we're okay. And you're reading at this time, so you have, this is like over the book. If, if like, Fleeple's, I forget how tiny he is, so he probably has like the book covering not half of his body, but you know, a significant portion. And uh, your eyes just peer over the book ever so slightly to see this reaction. And you see the immense shame on Mal's, Mal's face. But as you go, there's no time for that right now. There will be time later. Now, we've got some demons possibly busting through this barrier anytime soon. And now it's go time. It's time to use your passive perception. You're active. All the perceptions. And you just start going through, going through, going through, going through, going through, going through. Stop. 
with the power granted to them as worm speakers, anciently and presently. Masks were crafted using the power of Tiamat herself. These masks would offer the worm speakers, nay, those that had control of the mask itself, to not only be a vessel and leader of the cult, but grant them power and abilities over the chromatic dragons themselves. With these masks in tow, the headworm speaker and leader of the cult has the ability, nay, the obligation to combine them into the mask of Tiamat herself and call her forth from her eternal prison, which she was wrought and was thrust upon her by her ultimate enemy, the ultimate villain of freedom, Bahamut. That was a success, if that was not clear. <laughs> And getting, as you were getting into the beginning, they crafted five masks, but they were all of them deceived. Deceived. <laughs> <laughs> For there was one mask. Oh boy. So I'm definitely going to share all this with my friends and be like... So they get all five of these together, and that is a bad time for everybody involved. Okay. Is this, is this, is this what we needed? Is this the book? This is the one. What's the name of the book, Thomas? This book is um, a pretty dry book, actually, book title. It just says Draconic History Volume, like, 5. But there is possibility here as well. If these masks grant the wearer control over chromatic dragons, if we can get them out of the hands of the cult and into the hands of the Harpers, the Order of the Gauntlet, those who are trying to stop this... If we can exert some of our own control over the dragons, that's a good thing. That's heavy. It's heavy stuff. Right. Um, okay, we found it. We have demons on one side. We have a dragon spirit somewhere on the other. Are we, are we booking it out of here? What are we doing? Let's get out of here before that other dragon shows up. Somehow I feel like there's something that's about to happen. Because there are two <laughs> failures, I'm going to roll and see if what result happens. I am still just not excited about whatever Ruse Desk is doing. Which one's Ruse Desk? Sorry. Ruse Desk. The oh, banished. the banished. Yes, the banished. Oh, that. He's probably dead. The spirit got him. <laughs> All of you are discussing this and talking about Ruse Desk, the banished, and not excited about what he's doing. And Flapel, with your passive perception, you don't see anything, but you feel the scales on the back of your neck start to stand up. They start to be, they start to tickle. Like something is watching you. Something is near. You look around though, and you don't see anything, not immediately. But from the corners of the room, mist starts to form and starts to be pulled from the walls itself closer to the center of the room, almost next to you. This mist starts to curl and rise and you can see it starting to take shape, 
starting to take form a little bit. I uh, will point that out to my friends and be like, this this seems bad. This seems bad. Um, run. Grab run, baby. Burping, let's go. Mud with us. Mud goes, oh, hey, I found a bug. Oh, okay. <laughs> and just uh, as you grab him, Lance's arm, and you rush out of the room. I need all of us to roll initiative. Oh. Of course you do. But I thought it was super friendly. That's what the quill said. <laughs> Yeah. Dang it all. My initiative rolls. <laughs> it's not as bad as it was last time, but it's still pretty bad. Mal has 15 hit points. <laughs> Correct? Oh my gosh. We should have short rested. That was my other idea when he was like, Do you want to help? And I was like, Maybe I should just chill. But he was said only 20 chill. minutes. <laughs> and I was like, 20 minutes is not a long rest, or like a short mm. rest, even, yeah. for like hit dice, so. We need to, it we need to fetching find some healing potions. <laughs> so, Lance, what is your initiative? 12. Okay. Fleeple. 21. Mal. A natural 20 for 22. There's so many other places that natural 20 needs to be than on initiative. I'll just say the reason why Lance is so slow is he's trying to stack the books according to the Dewey Decimal System just to not leave a mess behind. <laughs> okay, 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 we gotta go. And Mud, <laughs> Mud got a five. Mud's really interested in that bug. So, this creature is not fully formed yet. But you can tell that it is becoming larger, becoming quite big, um, and starting to envelop part of the space right next to Fleepo. And Fleepo, you have to step back because it starts to envelop that area as well as it forms. Mal, I believe you are first. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. As fast as let's go. I'm pretty sure outside of the, we uh, taking the way back that we came, which was through that like back corridor, right? Isn't that how we got to the dragon room? Uh, through the giant room, right? That's the corridor you were speaking well, of? Well, because we, we went into the dragon room, and we came out through the hallway, but we came from the top where we started, the creepy death hallway. We went through that back corridor, right? Isn't that how we found this dragon room? The back corridor is how we found like the window that was looking into the room, but then we had to go back up through kind of the main hallway. Oh, okay. Yep, he's right. yep, that is correct. That is Perfect. correct. Then just back out as okay. fast as possible. So just action and action movement, and movement, right? Excellent. Okay. So you spend your full 60 feet running as fast as possible, and you get out of the room and down to the bottom of the stairs, we'll say, with your 60 feet, okay? Uh, that is your first turn here. Now, next is, I believe, Fleeple. Yep, I will follow along. Okay, 30 feet of movement, right? Correct, so I'll dashy dash. Okay, same thing, bottom of the steps. All of you see this figure approach, it starts to, not only is the mist starting to cool the room, but you start hearing noise emanating from this dragon room as well, emanating from the mist.
And from there, it is actually Lance's turn. Oh, boy. Well, I don't think anyone has said it, so I'm just going to make it explicit. I grab the book, (laughs) and I will book it out of there as I'm running, just saying, Mud! To us! And he's going to run and use his use his obviously movement use his action and use his bonus action so 90 feet excellent so you actually run past everybody and say after me come on and you start going to the stairs that lead down to the giant room itself or the giant portion mud it's actually his turn he sees the figure behind him and goes oh my god that's this this wasn't here when uh, the, the week that i was trapped here ah! and so he runs after you and goes to the foot of the stairs with all of you now it is the figure's turn the figure you you wait you don't wait but within the six seconds you don't hear anything or see anything come after you so out of sight, out of mind, possibly, but you know that whatever was forming probably is not a good thing. Maybe it's not a good thing, uh, but nothing seems to be chasing after you. We're back to the top of the initiative order, actually. So, Mal. Just running. Yeah, just no, running. No, no reason to uh, stop, and we're just going to keep going. Excellent. For the sake of our listeners here, is there anything that you all are going to do besides run? Hmm, I've still got Star Platinum with me. You do. So for the time being, I'll move Mal 60 feet, if that's all right. You move past Lance and are like, get out of my way! And you get to the the steps in the giant room itself. And this is a very uh, dark, uh, starlit sky here now in this room specifically. Uh, but you are in the giant room itself uh, as you are just booking it. Ma- uh, La- Fleeple, it's your turn. Um, if you'd like to do anything with your fae spirit or fae familiar here yeah he can do the teleportation i don't think we need it quite yet but yeah i'm just gonna keep running star platinum is 10 feet faster than me but i'm just gonna have him keep rank with me you got it so right next to you star platinum and you just running the 60 feet you follow mal and you get to exactly where mal is as well Lance just running? I'm running, and as I pass Malamara, I'm just going to offer a suggestion, just saying <sighs> Maybe use Zaza as a distraction? <laughs> just keep running, just offering a suggestion of maybe how we can slow this thing down if it starts pursuing us, but obviously it doesn't need to take it as it will. Uh, 90 feet. Alright, you go through the giant room, slam open the doors, and you make it halfway across this uh, the pathway uh, next to the water, um, the the water area here. So you see the exit from where you currently are at, and then Fleepo follows after you here as well. It sounds like everybody, uh, for the most part, ran this round as well. You don't hear anything behind you. You don't see anything quite yet, and you don't see any mist around you. But just as you start to take each of your turns you do see some mist trickling after you just barely behind seem to be like leading the way and it does seem to be following you how far back is it well lance you can't see it but mal fleeple and uh mud they can definitely see it and we're back to the top of the round mal just running yeah just running just for a point of order zaza is still in bat form and I'll just have her tucked into um, the fur on my mantle around my shoulders for 
if I do need her. I just wanted to be clear where Zaza was. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Fleeple, are you running here as well? Yep. All right. Following after Mal with Star Platinum, correct? Correct. And Lance, you running as well. You go to the exit here. And then uh, Mud chases after. It's exhausting sprinting this fast. Uh, Lance, sorry, I, I, I assumed here. Would you like to do anything else? I'm just checking one thing real quick. While you're checking that, I'll describe a little bit of this running situation. Anyway, it's exhausting. It is taking the breath out of you. It's really starting to wear on you. Um, Fleeple and Mud both feel their bones just, like, burn. Like, after you just, like, have pushed yourself real hard, just sprinting. It's like, oh, my gosh, I got to take just a little breather. But you look behind you, and those doors into the giant room mist starts spilling out of it towards your area um, and now you hear that growling um, and it's not only growling you actually hear words in my chambers I haven't had a visitor in quite some time just echoing from the hallways that you had just exited coming towards you. Um, you don't see anybody yet. Still, this mist seems to be heralding uh, the entrance of this figure if you were to stick around and wait. Whether that you do, that's totally up to you. But this is the situation you see before you um, as you glance behind you. And Fleeple, you, you don't feel your bones and your joints ache so more. You're like, Okay, that's behind me. I, I think I can make an informed decision here. Lance, you were looking something up. Yes, I am going to just try something, see if this can somehow slow it down. I'm going to, because in the running pattern, they will they catch up to me, past me a little bit, and then I pass them. Correct? Because it's 60 feet, yes. 90 feet. Okay. At one of those points, when I'm passing them again... I'm actually going to use my action and I'm going to reach into my pack and I'm right next to Fleeple as I do. And I'm going to point out, I'm going to pull out two oil flasks and I'm going to turn around and just throw them down and smash them on the ground so that the oil maybe can spread out. And as that happens, I'm just going to like, as I'm doing that, I'm going to turn to Fleeple who's right next to me running. And I'm just going to say, produce flame, please. <laughs> And then I'm going to turn and and run with them. So that puts me just at 60 feet. So I'm kind of with the pack now in that turn to stay with them. Excellent. So right before you get to Fleeple and um, Mal, you throw oil on the ground and are asking Fleeple to light it. Is, is that yes, right? Yes, because I, I mean, I'd imagine, oh, no, that's going to take an action for you. What am I doing? Because I, crap, because I don't think. I don't think I have a way to produce flame. I don't think so. You'd have to get like some tinder and stuff. Fleeple's probably the fastest to produce flame here. Um, you throw the oil on the ground. You're like, put some flame on this, please. You run past him. I will say, I did say please. So it is a question form, not a demand. So Fleeple can totally, obviously, <laughs> ignore that. <laughs> you can even we're ignore just it if all I demand it. him as we're like running. <laughs> that's totally fine. Lance is just trying to come up with ideas, and it's okay if it's like, no, running's a better idea. <laughs> Back to the top of the round. Mal, are you running? Just running. 
just running, you run past Lance and you actually get uh, through this corridor. Remember, it's a little bit tight trying to get out of this underground portion of the library back to where Quilliam was. Uh, Fleeple, are you running Lighting Flames? Uh, in, anything in particular? If the dragon is getting close, there's a chance that the dragon could see me lighting these flames in the library. That seems like it could be a bad thing for me. Um, I want I want to talk to Quilliam about this, is uh, personally my sort of uh, thing that I'm trying to get towards. So uh, I'm, I'm going to keep running as well. Excellent. You run past Lance. Um just uh and you make a quill motion as you pass him like quillium right uh, and and uh you just run past him and lance is like yep 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 that's uh, uh, that's probably a good idea too you know mud runs past lance as well and lance you're the last one to look behind uh thematically we will say as as you turn the corner into the corridor you see this massive spectral dragon head come through the dragon room, look around and strangely enough, start sniffing the air. Who's been in my chambers? And before you even give it a chance to take a look at you to see you you pop out of view of the dragon and you just start booking it to Quilliam. All of you, you urging everybody on, pushing, grabbing mud, putting him on your shoulder. Mal, you just running to that red barrier that you saw before. All of you saw as you before running into the other underground portion of Candlekeep Library here. And when you see it, it's a blessed sight, but you don't stop. You book past it. Only uh, like a sprinter crossing the finish line, you do not stop pushing the gas down until you are past the red barrier and as soon as you do you stop and some of you collapse to the ground you hold the wall you gasp at your uh, you gasp you heave you hold your sides as you just uh, and you try to just not envision what were to happen if you had stayed there for a moment longer and that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. Oh boy. Who's trying to take us out, guys? Who's trying to take us out? <laughs> he was. He wants us to die. He's bored of the campaign. You got to see a little <laughs> bit of Miram. Miram the Spectral Dragon. Miram the, spe- the Spectral Dragon. dragon. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. The demons couldn't do it. The dragon well, couldn't do it. I guess he just has to throw something bigger and badder at us, right? Like a beholder. Shank squad. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> We've already taken down one of those. Yeah. But this time you'll do it at level hey, six. Now. Yeah. Or level <laughs> seven. Huh? I feel like uh, I deserve a level seven after that whole <laughs> level seven Yay! it is, folks. Oh. You have passed the main milestone. You have successfully moved through the underground portion of Candlekeep Library. Well done, all of you. What a joyous time it's been! <sighs> oh my gosh! Um, 
This is not the outro yet, but I do want to thank all of my players. This whole portion of Candlekeep Library was completely homebrewed, the underground portion. And I just want to thank everybody here at the table for saying yes to all these ideas, to all these suggestions, even when they maybe didn't make sense, uh, even when they were a little bit odd and weird. Um, But thank you, thank you for letting me spread my creative wings a little bit um, and try something a little bit new. And to the listeners, thank you. I know we we go through the tyranny of dragons, but this is, um, if anybody's read through the module, spoiler alert, this is not part of the module, it being homebrew material. So um, a lot of fun for me there. Thank you for following along on this portion. But we got to level up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we do. So on here, we're just going to say what level we are increasing in and then roll some hit dice. And then we will call it for this week, I believe. Um, from here, Fleeple, what level are you going to level up in? I am going to take one level of Cleric. Woo! <gasps> no! Cleric! <laughs> <laughs> I'm finally a Cleric, everybody. About time. And uh, who's your patron, or who's who do you who do you serve? Uh, I serve the Platinum Dragon Bahamut. Ah, For my yes, divine yes. domain, okay. I am selecting the Peace Domain. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, wonderful! That's a good one. That is a peace. good one. That's a there's real the good heart. One. There's the heart. Yeah, it's so. It's been a very uh, religious while for Fleeple since the last level up, and he's getting a little bit less zealous getting a bit more in line with uh, trying to keep his friends safe. So there we go. Peace domain cleric. Brilliant. Do you want to roll the dice or do you want to take the safe route? Oh boy. And I say that meaning no shame to the safe route because I usually do myself. (laughs) Indeed. Uh, I'm going to take the safe route this time around. Fair enough. You just got that boost to constitution. You want to yeah, you you want to get a little bit more hit points before you start risking your health, Indeed. right? Indeed. Luckily enough, also D8, same as the druid. Very nice. Cool, cool. So, seven D8s then, one cleric, six druids. How fun. Yeah. And that's a whole new spell mm-hmm. list that you get to choose from. That it is. That's awesome. Oh, well, that'll be fun for you trying to juggle any cleric spell you want for the day as well as any druid spell you want for the day so good luck with hey, that good man. luck to you thomas yeah more <laughs> unpredictability yeah yeah that's true jacob yes. i am going to take a level in barbit no i'm, I'm gonna be rogue <laughs> <laughs> straight up rogue in it great seventh, seventh level, one rogue. rogue i my sneak attack goes up as well as i get <gasps> evasion now Nice. Oh, evasion. Oh, that's so good. All right. I, a believer in the dice, shall roll. It's a six. Hey. Hey. Plus my constitution. That's really nice. Awesome. So six, seven, eight. Well Um, done. That will be, my hit points are at 55 now. All right. Now, Nikki. You've already multiclassed. Where are I'm you going? I'm taking a fourth level in Barbarian. And yeah. with that comes an ability score increase or a feat. And I have not decided which I'm going to take. And this is your first one. Yeah. <laughs> For, For the, the campaign. campaign, right? Yeah. But I have not decided if I'm going to take a feat or a ability score increase yet. 
That's fine. You can decide later. Your rage stays the same at a plus yep. two. Uh, but you do have your three rages a day now. Which I had you had last, last level mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. Excellent. Well, fun stuff there. And are you going to roll or are you going I to go the, the safe, safe route? I took the safe route. And my hit points are now at 74. Woo! Mm. Okay. So, and Fleeple, you're the only one that didn't say health points, uh, max hit points. So, what do you got? 67. There you go. Look at us. Mm hmm. And as one last surprise, everybody, <gasps> Mud hey. levels up as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Levels up in what? We'll find out next time on iCast Fireball. Everybody, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode. Especially want to shout out for the skill challenge there. It's my first time doing a skill challenge. I hope it was uh, at the very least satisfying. I know I didn't do everything as um, 4E rules dictate or as has been suggested homebrew-wise on a lot of YouTube videos that I really love and appreciate, uh, with the big one being Dungeon Dudes. Um, shout out to Dungeon Dudes. Go look them up. Go look them up. They are amazing for D and D content. Um, but thank you again for just uh, helping me out and for following along on this ride. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, please leave a five star review. It helps boost our ratings. Uh, gets us and other people's recommended feeds and. Most importantly, it just lets us know that you like what we're doing and to keep doing this stuff. Uh, if you want to see more homebrew stuff, leave us a review or shoot us an email on iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. I'd love to share some of this stuff with you if you're hoping to use it for one of your one-shots. I mean, I this isn't mine to hold on to. I, it's just, uh, it's all stuff I came up with that I would love to share if anybody was interested in this. So um, shoot us an email. Uh, we can get that conversation started. Or if that's too archaic for you to shoot an email out to us, uh, shoot us an instant message or a DM on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any one of those avenues, and we can get that conversation started as well. That's iCastFireball20. Um, now, just wanted to give a quick shout out as always to our sister podcast improv tabletop where they go through many one month adventures through the fate accelerated system and the avatar legends tabletop system where the avatar legends campaign is an ongoing campaign set just before ang disappears in his iceberg so if you want to take a look a little bit more about avatar or fate accelerated go take a look at that lastly don't forget to like subscribe and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we have malamara Lance Thalen and Fleeple. Let's keep that fire going, and we'll see you all next time.